0: this out.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to the Foundations Podcast. Good morning, Pastor Paul. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. How about yourself? I'm doing good, doing good. And uh, just kind of a, we, we are actually uh, doing a live feed this morning on Facebook for our um, our podcast. And this is, this is, this podcast we're doing today, I think is going to be a uh, a real important one because it, it it speaks to what is going on currently in the United States, and uh, and we, we see a lot of it. You can you you, you cannot turn on a television today without seeing um, ra- uh, rallies and protests and all this about the abortion issue. Now, um, yeah. So so today I, we're going to go ahead and title our podcast. America I'm sorry, let me try this again abortion America's dark Idol and and there's there's several reasons why I want, I came up with this particular title and of course uh, the first thing is is that we consider abortion is a very dark situation here that we're dealing with in America and the way that our country is moving, um, is uh, is it's it's phenomenal. I mean, we we have, and let me just kind of go to the actual news article on it and what's happening here, is that we have uh, some information that leaked out of the Supreme Court. And because of that leak, and uh, Lord knows who leaked that information, what ended up happening, was that uh, then it, it? just stirred up a a slew of hatred and a slew of protests, and people just uh, couldn't believe that there it was very possible that Roe versus Wade, the uh, the 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 uh, landmark Roe versus Wade decision, could be turned over or overturned here in the country. And so, what's what's going on is I mean, we're talking about they're going to the homes. Somebody literally released the addresses of the, so, uh, of some of the Supreme Court justices online, and uh, these protests occurred at their houses. So they got all these people uh, just yelling and shouting and screaming. We're not talking about um, about nice comfortable protests here. We're talking about uh, violent, all sorts of things being said. And uh, they're doing it at the homes of these justices to try to sway this decision. Yes, they are. And you know, what's even sadder is that there's,
0: uh, there was a news report about Joe Biden talking about uh, the ideal that if this is overturned, that uh, Supreme Court justices may be killed, may they burn Uh, Where they meet, you know, it's just it's unbelievable. And what I've always found interesting about the abortion issue is, um, you know, and it's always characterized as pro-choice versus pro-life. Yeah. And uh, you know, statistically speaking, about fifty percent of our country is against abortion. Yes. Uh, And and they and they always say fifty percent are for it, and yet when you really get into the statistics. if we're talking about partial birth abortions, abortions in the third trimester, mm-hmm. that number for it goes way down. Uh, but what I've always... But if you just just keep the 50-50, yeah. and uh, why does 50% always get their way uh, against the other 50? Yeah, I, it, I've always found that shocking there that if the other 50 got their way, why would the... Uh, I mean, are we, are we just supposed to sit back and take it? Uh, I, I've always just you know, and that's what we have done in fact yeah. the church's response to this has been minimal mm-hmm. uh, in that sense and i'm not i'm not advocating violence by any means no, i'm no, not no, talking no, no, about no, no. that but you know it's taken the church a long time to wake up to the reality that abortion from a biblical worldview yes is murder it is and uh, and, and that is sad and you know we talked about you know the two we, we were going to talk about two undeniable truths about women Yes. And by the way, God made men and women different, and that should be celebrated, not, not looked at as a, a bad thing.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, in our country today, it's not celebrated. No, it's not. We, yeah, we they want have... to question what God is doing. I mean, they want to question the norms that God has set. Yeah, in Gen- Genesis
0: one twenty seven. God made man, male and female. Yeah. And uh, and those are the only categories that there are. Uh, but what are these two undeniable truths? Because what we're doing today is we're not going to be political with this. What no. we're going to do is we're going to look at what God said about it, yeah. and, and that is a says. biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And um, and I understand that not everybody has a biblical worldview, and that's fine. The Bible says about you that the fool has said in his heart there is no God.
1: Yeah,
0: and we'll all figure that out when we die. Okay, but yeah. but we're gonna we're gonna stick to a biblical worldview here today. And there's two undeniable truths about women from a biblical worldview, and one is abortion is murder. It's murder. And uh, and we base that in the Ten Commandments, Exodus 20, verse 12. He says, thou shalt not murder. Okay. And uh, and then in the, the Genesis 9, when uh, Noah gets off the ark, God gives him a command that he is not to shed innocent blood. Mm-hmm. And if he does, by man, his blood would be shed. Yeah. And there is no more innocent blood than the unborn child. The
1: unborn child. Now, um, my question to you is this: Is that when, when we're talking about abortion in today's society, there is a question as to whether it is murder or not? And the, in the, the because what they want to do is they take abortion. They say, well, uh, it's not. It's not. It's not black and white. In other words, it's either murder or it's not. Uh, now, what God says in His Word, He says is that, like we're reading the Scriptures here, it is murder, and you're 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 killing a child in the womb. You're
0: killing an image bearer of God.
1: Yes, and the thing is, is that, but at, at that point, then we get into this area where we say, okay, well, when does life begin?
0: Yeah, and and really, that the Bible is very. Very clear on that—that that life begins at conception, and we're going to look at scripture that's going to be clear on that matter. Now, okay. when we say, "Well, why is abortion first-degree murder?" How's that related to a woman? And that is because only a biological woman can conceive yeah. and give birth to a child. So, in other words, only a mother yes could have an abortion. Uh, we could we could have a man who, for whatever reason, wants to identify as a woman and he can have surgery he can have his body altered he can take hormones he can do whatever he wants to do but the one thing he cannot do is that he cannot birth. conceive yeah. and give birth to a child huh. and, and by the way that should be celebrated mm-hmm. i mean that's what god that's why god made female i mean you know and he made male in other words there's a difference there yes you know you okay. and i steve we can't conceive and no, give birth we to a can. child you know and, and i'm kind of I'm grateful i'm happy about that <laughs> but, but, yeah. but the, but the yeah. point of it is is that that should be celebrated we'll never know and uh and no confused man who wants to be a woman will ever know mm-hmm. what it must be like for a woman to carry the unborn in her and and give birth and and celebrate what it means to be a mother yeah
1: and okay and, can, and the, this whole thing here that we're talking about to me, it's an assault on one of the most, the greatest miracles that God ever gave us. Yes, and pro- that is of having birth. Yeah.
0: Procreation. God is a creator, but he gave us procreation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and so uh, what, what a wonderful thing. I had a conversation uh, with a woman a number of years ago, and she was mad about my views about abortion. And, of course, I gave her the scripture that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and say, look, you know, I, I didn't make all this stuff up. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you know, you, you, you're just, you know, you don't want to, you want to interfere with me and my choice and all like that. And she wasn't pregnant. Yeah. But, uh, but I said, you know what? The one thing you can be thankful for is that your mother didn't have this attitude about you and abort you. Yeah. You know what? It stopped her right in her tracks. Yeah, she said, said, well, yeah. Well, she, yeah, she like, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be yeah. here. I said, yeah, you better be glad that she didn't have that view about you. Yeah. And, uh, and so everyone that's alive right now you can be happy that your mother did not have a bloodlust mm-hmm. to kill you. Yeah, and that is undeniable. Um, there is scripture in in relation to as the Bible declares that life begins at conception. Let okay. me just read this in yeah, Psalm 130, yeah. 39 and,
1: bring that and
0: up. Uh, and and this is what the psalmist David said, and and, and of course here he's talking about God's omnipresence in the mm-hmm. words he's everywhere and and his omniscience he knows everything and. And this is what he said. He said, for you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. Notice what he says there. You formed me. You formed my inward parts. You Uh wove me in my mother's womb. He said, I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. And then he goes on to say, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. And, uh, and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. Wow. God's saying, I see it. And in your book, now this is amazing right here. This is before he was ever born. Mm-hmm. He said, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. And, uh, and, and that's that's powerful. That, that's yes. just God's word right there. Yeah. And we believe that God's word, according to how Paul put it, mm-hmm. is God breathed scripture.
1: Yes. So absolutely. God
0: breathed. He verbally spoke. And holy men of old wrote it down. And so this is what David put. This is God's mind about this. It's not mine. No, this is no, what this is what's
1: God's view is of the unborn.
0: And then probably the interesting one here and. and and uh in 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 psalm 51 well i'm not going to read it but psalm 51 verse 5 and 6 yeah and david is talking it's a repentant psalm that's the okay. one yeah where,
1: that's the one where you you know, know, after bathsheba, bathsheba and he, you know, bathsheba.
0: any all that stuff happens yeah. and, uh, and and so in his repentance he says in sin my mother conceived me conceive me, me. Mm-hmm. Conceived me. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean well, so I mean, it's clear, you know, the Luke passage, you know, Elizabeth um, being told by God. Well, actually, John the Baptist told about Elizabeth that God would fill John
1: the Baptist with the Holy Spirit from her womb. From her womb. Yeah. And uh, just to say back on that 51 with David, David, he says, "In, uh, in sin, my mother conceived me. So he literally considered. You saw the mind of David right there. Yes. David's attitude was at conception. Yes. That was human. That was him. That was him. that was him.
0: He was saying he conceived me. Me. When, when was conception? Well, when she conceived. In other words, when his father and his mother mm-hmm. came together, and there was a conception. Yes. Yeah, and by the way, all life begins at conception. Yes. It doesn't matter what we're talking about human life or we're whether talking about animal or, or fishes or, what, or yeah. whatever, whatever it is. I mean, everything has to have, and I'm not trying to be graphic here, there has to be a woman who ovulates an mm-hmm. egg for the simplicity of this, yeah. and a man has to provide a seed. Yes. That's how everything works, and there cannot be life without conception. No. And so that's why David said, in sin my mother conceived me. me. Yeah.
1: So I, and um, okay, and then the, there's one in Jeremiah too. What what, what happened about Jeremiah? Want to bring let's, that let's up? Let's go over there real
0: quick. Jeremiah. That's a, that's Jeremiah one. Mm-hmm. And, th- and this is absolutely fantastic. Isaiah had some things, but Jeremiah is even, to me, I I like the Jeremiah passage, uh, but I like Jeremiah though. Um, and, and in Jeremiah chapter one verse four, um. Do I have this right? Yes, I do. Uh verse four, he said, Now the word came to me saying, He said, Before I formed you, before I formed before you.
1: Before I formed you. In
0: the womb, uh, in the womb I knew you. Uh-huh. And before you were born, I consecrated you and appointed you a prophet to the nations. And um and let's see, verse uh well, that, that's that's the basic the rest of it's well, just When, when you
1: take that verse, it says, God said, Before I formed you, I knew you. In other words, from God's standpoint, taking, taking a look at this from God's standpoint, he saw Jeremiah. That was Jeremiah before he even got, uh, was formed. Yeah, yeah,
0: before he was formed. even Yeah, before, well, you could say it this way, even before conception, God said, I knew you. That would be a way to look at that. Yes. And, uh, and, and by the way, there's other things in the New Testament that could uh, apply here in the sense of Ephesians 1. And if you're looking on the on the Facebook, you'll see my Lagos program. Yeah, right you got, got that thing up there. And yes. in verse Good. 3, it says right here, Blessed is the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world.
1: Before the foundation of the world.
0: And, and that agrees with what Jeremiah said. In yeah. other words... God knew us knew even us before, before we, were we were conceived. And that, that, that's a biblical world. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, so, as, and,
1: and yeah, let's, let's bring this out for a minute. Now, if I, if, if I do not believe in God, or uh, as I have often said, we have a lot of atheists or people that it's, it's so easy. If I say in my, my belief is that there is no God, then I don't have to listen to his word or the Bible at all because that's, uh, well, there's no God. There has nothing, no bearing on me. Then I can do whatever I want. I don't have restraints upon me. And I don't have to answer to someone. And that is a non biblical worldview.
0: Yeah, well, that would be a non biblical worldview. But even if you are an atheist, even if you are someone who doesn't believe in God, you know, go to the Seven Eleven kill somebody and see what happens.
1: You're
0: <laughs> exactly. going to answer to somebody.
1: Yeah, you're going to. Yeah,
0: by the way, God set up authority for that mm-hmm. purpose. That's Romans thirteen. Yeah. Anyway, there there is, a, yeah, yeah, because God set all that up. Um, but uh, you know, one of the things that I have just that has puzzled me. I mean, this has mm-hmm. puzzled me for a long time you know 1973 when uh, roe versus wade went into effect and basically just licensed the genocide of the unborn yeah by the way we're at 63 million i think right now in this country alone um and uh, you know just just from a just from an observation mm-hmm. um look at the technical advancements we've had since 1973 yeah I'm not justifying that abortion was okay before we knew what we know today, yeah. what I am saying is that even <clears throat> someone that didn't have a biblical worldview, I can understand maybe how they could be confused about it because you know what they were told yeah now, what I don't understand is we have sonograms, we can see things we have i mean even when my three children were born, I mean we got to see th- we can see things better now than we've ever been able to see them, yes and how that a technically advanced society could know what we know now and still go out and have a picture on television and talking about cannibalism, and that is they want to eat the young one.
1: Yeah, and that, that you were talking understand. about the other day, yeah, about, um, well, one of the protesters, and I kind of bring this out, which was just shocking, but at the same time it said, fetus equals snack you know we got a lot of mental illness in this country yes, we, not, do. we got a lot of mentally ill individuals out there
0: and I'm assuming that that may not represent everyone that's pro-choice I get that but you know that those people are in your camp
1: well it, you know, it, those, it shows those... what they think of it yeah it, it shows their disdain or how, how little it means to them. And you know, if I if I if I roll with that, if I let me let me go on a little bit further on that, is that if a woman thinks oh, fetus snack that type of situation, then she thinks that it's okay to sleep around. And I, I'm going to get a little bit. I'm not going to try to be as as decent and other as I can with my words, but <clears throat> it's okay to sleep around. And I need abortion as a as a means to to pro- prohibit me or to stop me from having a baby
0: yeah abortion is not meant for birth control no i mean there's all kinds of contraceptives you can take i mean if you just live a, a christian life and have a biblical worldview this would not be a problem no but if you're not there's no excuse whether you are the man or the woman online the world that you're having what's considered an unwanted pregnancy yes you know and why that anyone would want to to murder their child mm-hmm. i have no idea and i'm assuming that if you've drank in the kool-aid so to speak and and you haven't had a biblical worldview even though i have talked to many christians that will say that they're pro-life except if they're somebody that's
1: raped Okay. Are incest. And I'm you see, like, See, that's okay. what puzzles me. Yeah, and
0: see that that's a mixed message. That's not a okay. Bit of, as of a you. Christian,
1: no, that is not. Because as a Christian, first of all, when you understand, when you have a concept of what God felt about the unborn. And you understand that God, before the I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Yeah. He, he believes that that is a human being. That is a physical human being. Heck, he probably even knows their name. Yes, he does.
0: And, I mean, look at, I mean, what, what did David go on and say? He said, "In the, there's a book that all my days are already written in it. Yeah. Even before I was even born. That's a point of it. You know, before I, yeah, I wasn't even born yet. And, um and then so not only was he formed in his mother's womb, not only in sin did his mother conceive him, mm-hmm. but God is basically saying, I already had a book about you before that happened. Yes. I mean, and so that's God's view. That's God's view. That is that's a God's bibi- view. But it, a you see, world Christians
1: view. that say this, first of all, a couple of things. Number one, why would you want to compromise with the world?
0: Yes, I, I don't understand that. Well,
1: you, you're, you're afraid they're going to say something bad about you?
0: Well, you know we've we've had, you know I've done this numerous times over, well almost forty years of ministry, and uh, in any time that I've addressed the issue of abortion, and I've just basically spelled it out from a biblical worldview that abortion is first degree premeditated murder. Yes. I have never done that where the whole room of people
1: just doesn't go quiet. I don't know what that means. I've never had it any other way. It goes quiet because some are like, "What? What? What do you think?" If 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 you said that, that's a, they're not cheering, saying, "Yeah, that's right, that's right." No, they're just quiet. Why? Because the thing here is, is that you're going to prick the bear.
0: Oh yeah, I've had I've had people in church, and I'm not I'm not <clears throat> I'm not talking about anybody now, but I'm just saying I've had people in church. And saying, you shouldn't talk about that. You shouldn't say things like that. Why? Well, because you're going to make women feel bad. I said, now, I said, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I'm not worried about making women feel bad. I am concerned about saving the life of the unborn. Yes. And we're not being mean to women. No. In fact, we're doing this because if there's a woman considering this, we're hoping the Spirit of God would get a hold of her and say, you know what? let's do this a different way. I mean, there's means of adoption. Yes. There's there's people that want to adopt and cannot because mm-hmm. it's just hard. And I mean, there's all kinds of alternatives uh, you know, for pregnant women. And I understand yes. that's a tragedy if someone is pregnant and they're not married and they don't know what to do. And that's what the church is here. We should be reaching out to people, providing that, things exactly. and helping. And, and we would help any woman Mm-hmm. that was uh, pregnant and did not know what to do, we would do what we had to do to make sure that she gave give birth to that child, and if nothing else, if we, if, if we had the legal right, we would help her find a family mm-hmm. that could adopt if she just absolutely could not take care of the
1: child. But let me ask you this: the same question, Pastor. How many people are at the door, how many times in the last five years has somebody come to you with that issue? Zero.
0: Nobody. I mean,
1: now, early on in my
0: ministry, I did have to deal with women along this line. Mm-hmm. And uh, and most of those women were those that had an abortion. I, I'll still never forget. Her name was uh, Teresa. I'll, I'll say that. She's already went to heaven okay. years ago. All right. And I saw her on the steps. The Spirit of God would deal with her. And she told me this. She said, I killed my baby. And I, you know what we did? We did. I just put my arm on her and I said, It's okay. God forgives. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And and she because and she did that before she was a Christian. She didn't know. And she heard some of this stuff. Yeah. We weren't mean to her.
1: No.
0: You know, that's a savior. I mean, he'll forgive Mm -hmm. this not an unforgivable sin. That's not what we're talking about. But we're talking about saving the life of the unborn.
1: Yes. And
0: and God knows he's unborn.
1: And they're image bearers of God. Yeah, and it's 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 amazes me. Now the thing is, is that yes, our our purpose here is that if somebody's thinking about it, that they have to understand what God's view of it is. If you have a Christian view or a, a, a biblical biblical world. Christian view of uh, the world, then. You're not you're gonna say that it's murder. Now here's the here's the problem and I, I want to get back to I want to kinda of, let me let's kind of dial it back to that area of Christians who are trying to use excuses to allow abortions in some instances. Yeah. I, I'm gonna drill drill just a little bit on that okay. <clears throat> today, sorry. And so at the the point when God doesn't put up with any of it. God does not condone any abortion. No. Period. Is is that okay for me to say? I mean, is that proper? From a
0: biblical world view, abortion is murder.
1: Okay. So, abortion. abortion is murder in any form. It doesn't matter if Doesn't first, matter if it's third. done first, second, third trimester yeah. or whatever. No um up until the heartbeat you no know, I, I understand there's a, a bill about the heartbeat bill well, what about I, that I
0: don't know if the, the the I don't know if it's already passed in Texas it may have yeah. a heartbeat bill I, I think that's pretty much and I may be wrong about that maybe it hasn't um I don't watch television
1: so, Yeah I know you know
0: but you'd have to you'd have to be hiding under a rock to, to not know <clears throat> something of this. Yeah um but um, but yeah, I mean, so basically in Texas, it's assume that if it's either passed or it's going to be, and it will be, yeah. Um, and that is that it, you know if you can detect a heartbeat, that you cannot have an abortion in this city. So what you can just do, you can go to New Mexico, and they'll kill your baby anytime you want. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not trying to be facetious, but that's just tr- well, we're gonna I'm gonna and, talk uh, a little bit about that but, uh, in a little but, bit. But the, but but say so, are you for the heartbeat? Well, Of course, I'm for it. But it's it, but the problem with that bill and the problem I have being pro life or having a biblical worldview is that you're basically saying it's okay to have an abortion if you can't hear a heartbeat. Yeah, and that's the part I have a problem with. I- well, it's
1: it's you know this is all uh, frankly, if you don't have, have the biblical worldview, if you say that there's no. No reason or no option for having an abortion. At that point, we get into a negotiation. And and my my point of the negot anything that we're talking about in a negotiation, whether it's the heartbeat bill, whether it's first, second, third prime minister, or whatever the time, is has no biblical basis.
0: No, because the biblical worldview is that. Life begins at conception. God even knows us before conception, Mm -hmm. and anyone that uh, well, if 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 the unborn baby, I don't call them fetuses. I mean, I'm not trying to make an issue of that. But when that unborn child is terminated,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and, and let's talk about what termination is. If we take some kind of saline solution and flush it into a woman, what we're doing is we're just burning the child out. That's what we're doing. Or if it's in the second or third trimester, we're sticking full, uh, instruments inside a woman and we're pulling yeah. it out part by part. Now, maybe women may not realize this if it's being done to them. Yeah. But, you know, if you're a doctor watching this, you are a monster if you're doing this to children. Absolutely. And I say that, I call you to repent. And, and God's forgiveness is there. Mm hmm. But that, that, that's some, I, I I don't, like I said, we have such a technical, advanced society today where, you know, we can know things we never could in 1973 and how we could have such a bloodlust to kill the unborn. You know, something else I've also observed through the years yeah. is that, you know, you watch these surgery channels. Like I said, I don't watch television anymore, but I remember seeing them. <laughs> yeah, on, and the you're having a, a yeah. heart surgery oh, yeah. or you're having a, hernia surgery or whatever. Well, Mm -hmm. why don't we just put that on in the third trimester and just show the abortion live on television? And you know why they don't want to do it? Because they know it's murder. That's right.
1: (laughs) You know, know, as you're talking about that, I had never even thought about that. You don't
0: even see uh, films of people having it in the first trimester.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing the hypocrisy um, now, if, um, if if that child, if some something, even an animal, I don't, uh, an animal, say like a dog or a pet or something like that, if your pet was sitting out on a table, and they took the saline solution and applied it to the animal, I'm going to tell you, you would have the what? What is that? The 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 is it ASPCA or whatever, uh, whatever that organization, they would be on your front doorstep. You would be at court (coughs) and they would be suing you. You would probably, they may even go to jail for that type of thing. You might do that. Uh, Yeah, it's,
0: well, you know, like I said, the same people that are, railing about killing whales and, and, and all this other stuff. And by yeah. the way, I'm not for killing whales, no. all right? But I mean, the same people that would keep this from happening and, and we, wanna, we don't wanna talk about, well, we don't wanna kill the elephants and, and mm. all the other things and just scream and cry and yet kill the unborn, <clears and throat> murder them. Now they don't use those words. They, they they you know they use different words, but but that's what we're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and once again, how are we making a judgment about that? And somebody said, Well you're just judging. No, I'm not. I, well, you know, let me let me stop. Yes, I am making a judgment that abortion is murder. Yes. But that judgment is not my judgment. That's God. That is a biblical, biblical worldview. worldview. Yes. yes. I didn't come up with this. If God said it was okay, then it's okay.
1: Yeah. But He didn't.
0: That's the point.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing: is that you, you, and, and again, I'm going to kind of roll back when when there is a Christian, and you as a Christian out there, you're listening to this, you're saying, okay, well, you know, what about if the, in this case or in that case or in this case, well, there, what you're doing is you're trying to negotiate, mm-hmm. to pro promote and to allow sin. Yes,
0: yeah, it it, it is a compromise, is what it is, and it. All compromise as it relates to what God has declared in his word, yeah is rebellion, yes, it is, I mean, there is no other way. that's what sin is it's a rebellion toward God, mm-hmm. and uh you know, so it's a weakness in my flesh, well, it might be, but it's still a rebellion toward God it is, and uh and, you know we're not trying to be hard, we're not saying there's not <laughs> forgiveness, but we're just making a point now now let's think about that, you know george Herbert Walker Bush, okay, yes. the first one, uh, running for re-election against, uh, well, then Bill Clinton, he became president, but, yeah, and, um, and you know, and, and, and Paula Zahn, uh, interviewing him, this is during the, you know, during the, well, you know, not the primary, but the election season, you know, yeah. the, he was already, the, you know, running against them, and so, uh, and, and she interviewed him, and she said, well, she said, President Bush, you know, you say, that abortion is murder, mm-hmm. except in the cases of rape or incest. She said, and, and and by the way, I don't know what Paula Zahn's view on abortion is, no. but I would assume she was pro-choice. She is a liberal, and yeah, you know, I guarantee I she didn't vote. So. She didn't vote for him. I don't know that much. Yeah. and uh, and she said, isn't a life a life? And and you know, and this is amazing right here. And and, and 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 maybe you can find this somewhere on Google, but anyway, but but I watched it live, Because yeah. you know, I wanted to see what he would say, yeah. You know, and by the way, this is the same thing that President Reagan was. Mm-hmm. Been a lot of what we call our heroes out there, and claim to be Christian. Yeah, that's not Christian. No, that's not a biblical worldview. No. Okay, and uh, and and you know, and, and so all he does,
1: oh Paula. He said,
0: said, whatever
1: way I can get away from this question.
0: She didn't, she didn't take him up on it.
1: She didn't go any further. No,
0: she didn't. And and I suspect the reason she didn't is because people had more respect for the president back then. Sure. But I also suspect, and I don't know this, but I suspect is because she doesn't want to make him think too hard about that. Yeah. Because he might just win re-election.
1: Well, here, when you get into the whole political realm is that the thing is, is if you came out as a candidate and you said, I, I have a biblical worldview, abortion is murder, period. Yeah. I don't, well, what about this? What about, no. God says, no, this is a human being. This is a human life. How, how, what chances would I have of even getting elected in this country? Probably
0: not very, uh, well, probably none.
1: And the thing is, is that even the Christian community has swayed, and and this this uh, that goes way back to the whole idea that the Christian community, and I'm just going to be very generalistic about this. The Christian community is swayed by the world; they they measure themselves by the world, by the standards of the world, and all this. So uh, it's really not a surprise when they try to negotiate sin.
0: Yes, well, I mean, uh, there was a, uh, I think it was a Barner report. In fact, uh, the secretary of our church here uh, is the one that posted it. Daniel Norris had, uh, is a, well, was a youth pastor, because uh, he's a pastor now, mm-hmm. and he had posted this. I saw it on Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, and basically, he was talking about that only 37% of Christian ministry today have a biblical worldview. And, and I, and I, and, and anyway, and I was just, there was some comments on it here and there. And I, and one of, one part of the comedy was just kind of ugly on it. And, yeah. uh, and I'm like, you know, how could we know what a biblical worldview is? Well, you know, oh God, I got to be careful. <laughs> well, what, just, why don't you just start in Genesis and start reading the Revelation, and when you get finished, start again, and just keep on. That's what we encourage everybody yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Read the words, Bible. Know what the word. Go to a. I mean, and by the way, when we talk about the Bible, get a Bible that's a word for word translation, yes, not a word yes. for thought like the NIV. Yeah. And don't get me started on the NIV. Yeah. All right. Well, so the message. My, 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 my point here is: go to a church, find out if your pastor believes in verbal uh, plenary inspiration. Inspiration. Yes. In other words. You believe that it's not just the thoughts of the Bible that are inspired, but mm-hmm. every
1: word. Every word was placed the word where it should order, be.
0: Punctuation the mark, everything text. in the original, whether it's Hebrew, Aramaic, or Greek. Mm-hmm. In other words, ask him. And if he flounders on that, go find you another church. Go find
1: something that, that's a Bible believing yes. in this. Yes. Hey, because you know, the thing is, is that you're, saying, you're telling me that 37%. Yes, that's right, the, on the Bonner Report. So you have, what, 63% of churches that are out there yes. and and pastors, ministers, yes. what have you, don't hold to a biblical worldview. No.
0: And, 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 and people wonder why we're not having a bigger impact, why church attendance is going down. Yes. If I had to go to a man's church that didn't believe in a biblical worldview, I'd probably just set home.
1: Yeah, well, you might as well because you're not not getting anything. You might as well listen to the news. You might might as well listen to the uh, uh, recent DNC uh, convention and you really enjoy
0: it. Not to put too fine a point on it, but we are not that type of church. And we're not saying that we're better than anybody else. We just say we happen to believe what God said. Yes. Okay, but, you know, there may be a correlation between that and we've had at least within the last year two people healed of cancer. Yes. You know why? Because God is going to confirm his word, mm-hmm. not mine, no. his, yes. with signs and wonders. That's what Hebrews chapter 2 is about. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, you know, you have to wonder about stuff like that. The superficial uh, church attendance where basically a little homily is uh, presented, mm-hmm. you know, from the pulpit, some funny stories. We're going to talk, you know... It's just garbage, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, and we've talked about expository preaching. expository preaching, preaching, you know, preaching being, the Bible the way know, it should be, interpreting it properly. Yes, exegesis. You know, doing in other words, mm-hmm. methodology. If we want to use a different word, we're going to read it in context. We're going to see what it means, what it meant to the people it was written to, and <laughs> how it applied to them, and how it applies to us. Yeah. you know that. You know that's hard work. It is, and I can understand why preachers don't do it. Because what we'd rather do is cherry pick scriptures and, yeah. and make all our people ignorant of the word because we don't want to deal with the context of the passage.
1: Yeah. And, and what we don't want to deal with as well is the, is the state of the church. No, we don't want to deal with the state of our country that we say in it. And we're talking and I'm kind of, kind of veer this around since we have only a certain amount of time left is the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that for people I want to ask this question, Pastor. I'm just going to throw this out there. Why are people so adamant and so, I mean, obsessed with keeping Roe versus Wade?
0: Well, the reason why is because they sense a change coming. Okay. And uh, Roe versus Wade will not outlaw abortion. No. It would just allow states to make that decision. Mm-hmm. So if you live in New Mexico, you can breathe easy if you want to
1: have Yeah, because they'll, allow, yeah, yeah, they'll have yeah, it there. Probably yeah.
0: California too, okay? Yeah. Uh, if you're here in Texas, you may actually risk the possibility of it being outlawed
1: completely. I would hope so. I would hope so.
0: Okay. But I think also there is a bloodlust we've talked about.
1: Yes. And it, you know, but let's, what, let's what, talk about this. Well, let's list. think about this. If yeah. you
0: don't understand history, you know the the, the old uh, you know saying is if you don't if you don't know your history, you're bound to repeat it. Yes. Well, if we go back under the uh, the, the, the you know the Roman Empire, let's
1: just, sure the just Roman go Empire. I mean, we go back mm-hmm.
0: further than that, but I mean, let's go back to the Roman Empire, and everybody knows about the gladiators. In fact, there was even that movie, The Gladiators. Yeah, you know, and yeah. All like that. Now they don't talk about the seedier side of that. Uh, Colosseum in Rome and that is where they took Christians and they would uh, set you up and and by the way they used wild animals they even Mm -hmm. used gladiators to do this and there's people in the crowds yes, they're watching all this stuff and what you had to do is take a pinch of incense and throw it in the fire and all you had to do to be spared was to say Jesus, I'm not Jesus, Caesar is Lord Okay, and you could be spared and yet we know that most Christians that, and even Jews that were not Christians that yeah. came in there, would not do would that. Would they Caesar were Lord. tore apart by animals. Yeah. They were killed in some of the most horrible
1: ways. And yet, what do we do? We yeah. have a packed coliseum. People will go uh, yeah. there. You, you, you probably couldn't find a, a seat to oh, sit no, yeah. down in. And they're cheering and all like that.
0: And you got to ask yourself, what kind of animal
1: would cheer that?
0: You know, I mean, I mean, that's animal behavior. You know, it's just horrible, and uh, and, and you know, and and once again, what were some of the admonitions? And here's Leviticus 18. We're talking about a biblical worldview here, and um, and, and here's what what God was saying in um, in Leviticus 18. And let's start right here. Verse 21, you shall not give any of your offspring to offer them to Moloch, Moloch. Moloch nor shall you profane the name of, of, of your God, I am the Lord. You shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. It is toyba or it's an abomination. Toiva. You shall not have intercourse with an animal to be defiled with it, nor shall any woman stand before an animal to mate with it. It is a perversion. Uh, Steve, you you were talking to me about the well, Moloch yeah, the Moloch.
1: Now, now Moloch in the Old Testament, so what was a god? It was the, the god Moloch that they they worshipped in those countries there. And then what they would do is in the surrounding countries. That's why God was saying, "Don't get involved with these guys." But what what would happen is is they would take the image of Moloch. It was an actual image, and they would heat the image up until it was so hot. You know, you remember the story of, uh, what was it, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Yeah. And you remember how that they heated the uh, seven times hotter than it would normally be. Now, we're talking about that's how they were able, they had the ability to heat that idol up. And then if you, uh, the Moloch had, it was like an image with its arms out. Yes. And so they heated that thing up like that, and what they would do to sacrifice the baby to Molech, they would take the baby and lay that child in the arms of Molech there. When it was hot, that baby would literally disintegrate in front of their eyes.
0: And can you imagine all the people that were watching that?
1: Yeah. And oh, uh,
0: the, I mean, uh, even if you were a, a God hater, how could you look at something like that and say, that's good? I mean I, I, that is just beyond me. Uh, the, the, just the uh, the bloodlust that people can have, and you mentioned that sign, you know. And I realize that's probably somebody on the fringe. I'm not saying every pro-choice person feels that. No. way. No, yeah. And you were but, talking but, you about, know, it, but, but it, the, it.
1: it goes to their attitude towards the fetus, towards the child. They don't have, uh, you know, they they don't uh, have very high opinions of children. They're they're they uh, throw. Uh, what's the word for it? You can throw them away. They are, you know, they they can be thrown away. Well, here's a sober reality
0: God warned in Leviticus uh, 18 there. He warned them there that if you do those kind of things, just like the land spewed those nations out before you, it'll spew you out. Mm -hmm. And then in Deuteronomy, uh, these are issues of, he he said, when you enter, this is Deuteronomy 18, verse 9, when you enter the land which the Lord God gives you, you shall not learn to imitate. The detestable or the abomination or the toiva, the things of those nations. And he begins to tell you what they are. The first one is there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. That was number one, though. You said yeah, it, that was the first thing that, was that he the mentioned. First one. The next one is divination. That was the first one, and it was considered an occultic, and we know he's talking about Moloch there.
1: Yeah, and as we're, we're talking about every word being right yes, where it's yeah, at, right? Yeah, yeah. So as in the first place, to me, that must have been high up in his mind. Well, God forbid the, the practice of uh, worshiping Moloch because of this. Yes.
0: There's repeated warnings in the Old Testament about mm-hmm. that. And, uh, and ultimately what God told them was true because in Israel they started worshiping Moloch
1: okay. and
0: Baal and the Ashtaroth and, and other things of that nature. And what God did is he took a nation more sinful than them. Mm-hmm. And whether you're Israel with Assyria or you're uh you know Judah with Babylon yeah. and and the one thing they didn't have in Babylon especially is they did not have the worship of Moloch. And now here's a here's a sober reality of that. Okay. That judgment is so severe. We're talking about uh I think six oh three BC, okay. about a hundred years prior to that, Israel, you know, the divided nation at that time. Mm-hmm. And that judgment lasted until nineteen forty eight. Wow. Now God's serious about sin. God's serious about abortion. He's serious about killing children. Mm-hmm. He's serious about witchcraft, divination, yeah. and God's serious about those other things Leviticus 18 that we spoke about, whether that's uh, bestiality or homosexual behavior. Yeah. God takes all that seriously. Offering your children to Moloch, God doesn't put up with that. And and I honestly believe this is my honest belief. And this is based on a biblical worldview that God deals with us like He did ancient Israel. Yes. If you want to know what God's doing today, look at how He responded in Israel, and uh, and and what we we've killed over 63 million unborn children since mm. 1973. Wow. And just like Abel's blood was crying up in the ground, I believe theirs does too. Yes. I believe our country is under judgment. I think what we're seeing in our economy, I believe what we're seeing with everything. I I don't want to get into that. But the point is, if you cannot see we're in trouble, then that's a problem itself. Yes. And I believe this is a judgment of God, if nothing more, that God gives us over when we suppress the truth. That's Romans chapter 1. And that is uh, that is a biblical worldview. There, he yeah. gives us up to unclean passions. gives It's 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 amazing.
1: So in a society like you were talking about here within America, the judgment of God and all this, we see. And this is what I'm saying: we have a darkness that is upon this land right yes. now. There is a darkness, and um, you know, the, the only only place that that comes is from 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 hell from Satan. Yeah. And, uh, in that w- many things that are being able to be allowed in this country. Um, we talked, uh, that, that we, we've allowed in this country are dark and they will eventually, God will eventually say no more.
0: Oh yes. Uh, and, uh, and like, a, you know, how far this goes in our country as it relates to, you know, what Paul talks about the catching away yeah. or the rapture of the church, when that's going to happen. And, and how all those things will play out. You know, I, I, I don't know the timetable for any of those things, but mm-hmm. what I do know is that we are in trouble. That's part of this podcast. Yeah. We're trying to sound an alarm. We're trying to help people to realize you need a foundation yeah. that is a biblical worldview. Yeah. And, and that's why we will touch what some preachers will not touch yeah. because it's uncomfortable. Well, you know, we're about dealing with uncomfortable subjects. Sure. That's why we dealt with woke yeah. The
1: wokeism, the, you know, and all well, those things. You, you have to, to understand with. where these things are coming from. right? And you have to start, you you know, and you have to be honest about it. And that, that's what I'm saying. There are many Christians out there that are not being honest when it comes to the subject even of, of abortion here. To even think about negotiating with sin is not is not right. Exactly.
0: You know, Paul talked about, uh, you know, an apostasy in the last days there in Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. He talked also about the man of sin would, you know, be revealed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and But to me, the most creepy fear of God verse, you know, I don't know how to put it. It's scary. Okay. And I thought about it in my relation to myself. That's why I, that I don't have the luxury of setting aside Scripture, you know, and, and he and he says this in relation to all that. He said, for this reason, um, well, he says, well, first of all, let me read the, the, the passage before. He said uh, that the, the coming of uh, is in accordance with the activity of Satan with all power, signs, and false wonders, with all deception and wickedness for those who perish because they did not love the truth. And for this reason, think about it. For this reason, because yeah. they did not love they the did truth, not love the Remember, truth. the apostasy comes first. Yes, that's you know. Uh, you know anyway, uh, for this reason, God will send upon them. Notice, God will do it. God will send upon them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false. And uh, and, and you know, and and I and when I read that, I mean, I think about First Kings twenty two, mm-hmm. Micaiah up there. All these other prophets saying, go, go attack the enemy. And yeah. and I can't remember that one prophet. He makes himself some horns, and, you yeah. know, and I, my son's illustrated that before. And it's funny when he does it. Okay. Anyway, you know, like he's goring everybody, you know, yeah. like this, yeah. gore, and they bring Micah, who's in prison, by the way, because he won't prophesy anything about King Ahab. Okay. That's good. No, And and so, so that you know, Jehoshaphat's there, and he was dumb as a donut. He shouldn't have been there to begin with. And, uh, and so here we are, and uh, they bring Micaiah in, and, of course, he just mocks them. And they said, what, what's the word of the Lord? Go, you'll, 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 you'll defeat the enemy. you'll, And, and you can just yeah. see the sarcasm. You see, yeah, and, it's, it's, Because Ahab says, didn't I tell you never to tell me anything but the truth? Oh, isn't that amazing right there? And then so Micaiah says, okay, this is the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. This is what I saw. And okay. he describes this seen in heaven this court of the Lord okay with all these different beings spirit beings angels whatever yeah. uh, around there and uh and the lord's saying who will go deceive ahab to going and fighting this enemy and uh and it says a spirit a spirit a spirit it doesn't identify anything more than that a spirit came and said i'll do it and the lord says how he said, I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets. And the Lord says, go and do it.
1: So God, they were literally setting Ahab up to go to battle yeah. so he would be killed.
0: By the way, Ahab must have believed it because he decided he to stupid, dress up like Jehoshaphat and yeah. do that. And then he yeah. ended up they wanted to kill Jehoshaphat. Yeah. <laughs> he ended up getting killed. <laughs> but, but, but but you know, the, the point there is, is that, you know what I what I think is sad, and this is and you know people can have a different opinion if they want to. Mm-hmm. A lot of the charismatic Christian movie, uh, I mean, I mean uh, what is it? The charismatic Christian community, yeah, are obsessed with the fact that President Trump didn't get reelected. Yes, they are obsessed about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope people woke up by now. You know, maybe they will, maybe they won't, but. 63 million babies, babies aborted. And we're worried about whether President Trump got elected or not.
1: Uh,
0: I mean, I voted for President Trump twice.
1: Sure, sure. But There is
0: a mission. And, and we can be thankful of one thing. At least we have enough Supreme Court justices. That it looks like Roe versus Wade might be overturned. And once again, let me make it abundantly clear, that will not outlaw abortion in this country. All it does is it quits making a federal mandate for it.
1: Yeah, and um, one of the things I wanted to to, to kind of bring out is that I was hearing the other day that there are companies that are going to, now if this does come into fruition, if they do overturn it, there will, be country, there will be states that you can and you cannot have abortions in. Right. This company, said, and then, well, there's a few of them, but anyway, had said that what we're going to do is we are going to take and pay for our employees to go over into these other states to have abortions, to have gender reassignment surgeries and all that stuff that they're going to pay for them yeah and you know something one of the country you know and the thing here here it is one of the companies is starbucks
0: yeah and i and i quit going to starbucks a long time ago when they were on the wrong side of the homosexual issue but uh you know i I don't i don't buy i don't have the disney channel anymore Mm -hmm. i don't support this this kind of stuff i mean you have the right and the freedom to believe what you want to believe I have the right to say who i'm going to I'm going to deal with. Look at this, Romans 1. We're talking about a a biblical worldview here. Yes. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because that which is known about God is evident within them for God made it evident. How did he do that? For since the creation of the world, Mm -hmm. the invisible attributes, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen Being understood by what has been made, so that they are without excuse. And for though, even though they knew God, they didn't honor honor Him as God, God. give thanks, but they came futile in their speculations. When their foolish heart was darkened, professing to be wise, they became fools. They exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man, Moloch, Moloch. whatever kind of God that you want to worship. And of birds and of four-footed animals and crawling creatures. And this is a judgment. This is the wrath of God. Therefore, God gave them over. He gave them over. In the lust of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. They worship and serve the creature rather and than the, the Creator, Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And for this reason God gave them over to degrading passions. Mm-hmm. And he gets into the women and they exchange their function. He talked about the men doing the same thing. And then verse twenty eight and just as they did not fit to to did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer. God gave them over to a reprobate or reprobate. a depraved mind right. to do the things which are not proper. And so that that's a biblical worldview. So why is that company doing that? Because they're under the wrath of
1: God who gave them over to a, depraved, to mind. a depraved mind. And then you can take a look at these images, these video images that are all over news today. Oh, these people, these people that are just wacky, I mean, some of them, and they're, they're one, you know, fetuses uh, snack, or what have you, and you look <laughs> at, I mean, seriously, that's a, like I said, there's a lot of mental illness, but at the same time, these are the images, That you need to be able to picture because it's going to get worse.
0: Yes, it's not not going to get better. And once again, this is a biblical worldview. What are the teaching of the last days in Scripture? Mm -hmm. It's not about some big revival coming. No. That's not the teaching. And that's not not to say that churches can not have revival. That's not to even say we couldn't have another Reformation. Sure. I just don't think we have enough time for it. But irregardless of that, what does the Scripture teach about the last days? Deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, mm-hmm. difficult times. people having a form of godliness, those that have itching ears looking for someone to tell them what they want to hear, they hear. Uh, the strong delusion, the apostasy, in other words, the rebellion against God, the falling away from the faith, Yeah, that is a biblical worldview. Yeah. Now, if what about the Spirit of God? The Spirit of God was poured out on the day of Pentecost and it continues to be poured out Absolutely. on all those who will call upon the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, I understand that, but that's not the focus of the New Testament. No. That's not what Paul or Peter or James or Jude or John or any other New Testament writer talked about. No. And, and so, you know, a biblical worldview is that it will get darker before the Lord returns. Yes. And uh, and so that's why you need a foundation. You need to have faith in God.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know? And
0: if you don't have a good foundation and it's not built upon the word of God, and you'll just fall apart like a cheap $3 suitcase. Yeah,
1: so and, again, and that's, that's, yeah, the problem that's what there. I was gonna ask. What is the, so we, we're, we're sitting here, what is the answer? Now in our in our country now, when it comes to politics, when it comes to what's going on in the country or all over the country and all that, um, some of the stuff we, do we have the ability to control?
0: Well, I mean, we, every, every person in this country has the right, if you're a citizen of this country to vote yeah. and, and I encourage everyone to vote. Sure. But I would suggest to you that that is something we need to do, but that is not enough. We need to change one heart at a time. And there's only one way that we can do that. Mm-hmm. And that is by telling people the truth, truth. the truth of God's word. Yes. Matthew 28, you know, go into to all nations, you know, make disciples. Yes. And he tells us how to do that, baptize them. He says, teaching them to observe to all, all things business, I commanded right? you. Yeah. And so what, is, what did God command us? Well, we can look at the word of God. Okay? Yeah. And so this is what we teach and, and this is what we minister. And you don't have to be a preacher to do that. No. Okay. I mean, in fact, I believe we get more mileage when you get an individual Christian that's got a biblical worldview. Yeah. And, and, can, and can gracefully look at people and say, hey, this is what God said. Let me show it to you right here. But and, as and Christians, we need Holy to Spirit, understand yeah. what God says. Yeah, well, that's
1: what I'm saying. That's why we're here. We're talking about foundational yes. teaching people. Christians need to turn back. And I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. We need to get back to the basics. We need to get back to the Word of God. We need to actually take a stand for the Word of God. Well, and... and uh, we need to be fixed. We cannot give somebody else something we don't oh, no, have.
0: You can, and and like I said, that thing that our secretary posted, and people were just like, "Well, how could we know, you know, what a biblical worldview is?" And, and you know, the, the very fact that anyone would even ask that question shows me that they're either not going to church, or mm. they're not going to a church that holds to a biblical worldview. Yeah. Or they go to a church, but they don't take it seriously and they don't do one of the most simple things that anyone else can do, and that is to read your Bible. Yes. And I, you know, and, and, and you know, there's 66 individual books in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Pick one, you know what I mean? Pick <laughs> yeah, one. I pick one start and reading. And read starting yeah. in the first chapter to the end of it and just ask yourself some simple questions. Who wrote it? All these are knowable. Google will tell it to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, Google. Will. <laughs> if Good. you can't
0: know it anymore Give else, search. You know, go to your pastor if you. You know, somebody asked me, "Well, who who wrote Romans? Paul did, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, written in the first century, all right." And so, you know, and, and then then just ask some simple questions. Well, you know, why was he writing it to him? I mean, what? I mean, what what did it mean to them? Yeah. And then that will tell us what the plain meaning of the text is. Yeah, and you know the context of it. You know, it's, it's kind of like I told my dad the other day. He used to read those books, Louis Lamar, I think. Yeah,
1: Louis Lamar. Yeah, with yeah the, those the Western, uh,
0: Western books. Yeah. I remember as a kid, he used to watch all of them, and It was uh-huh. always fascinating to watch it, and watch him read them. And, uh, and, you know, and I said, so I gave him this illustration. I said, what if you took any one of those books and you just open it up to the middle? and you just say on the right side of the page, you just took maybe a little paragraph Mm -hmm. and you've never read this book. You don't know anything about it. And you just took a little paragraph and and, and whatever it would say, and then after you read it to everybody, you start telling everybody what that book's about. Yeah. Could you do that? He said, no. I said, you know what, that would be stupid. Yeah. He said, yeah, that would be stupid. And that's exactly what Christians do. They go somewhere in the Bible. They've never read that whole book. Yeah. They've never read it. Uh-uh. And they'll just flip it open. Well, look at this. Let's not take that one. because I, uh, Psalm 114, when Israel went forth from Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of a strange language. They have no clue what he's talking about
1: there. No, no, they
0: don't. And, 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 and people will form belief systems yes. based on something that, something, first of all, has nothing to it's do with the way out of context. And, and, yeah. and that's, but, but you know, I'm saying we're kind of glad that people do that. There's a lot of people that just never open this book. They just never open it.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I always used to make make kind of the joke of how that, that people are Christians, what they would do is they would get Bibles and the bigger the Bible means the more <laughs> spiritual you are. And people, oh he must he look at that huge Bible that he's carrying. He must be really, a really good Christian. Yeah. Well the thing is is that a lot of these people carry their Bibles and never open it.
0: Well, we, we talked about the phone right here. And I've tried to, you know, just to encourage people just to use, to read the Bible. Yeah. I said, you know, you got version. By the way, version is just absolutely free. Yes. I mean, you can just download it as an app. Mm-hmm. It'll even read to you if you're just not in the mood to read it yourself. You know, it's amazing. I I, I talked last night, I guess last night. It's new Friday? No, I talked on Wednesday night. Yeah. All the days just kind of go together. And uh, and I got me a new Audible book on my okay. Audible account. And uh-huh. uh, and uh, and it, it's a kind, uh, it's uh, got these, you know, basically famous people, I guess, identify as Christians. Yeah. I'm assuming they all do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, and it's a dramatized. Uh, oh, of the, Bible. Of the Bible. Reading the Bible. And it's a new King James Version. Yeah. I wanted the New American, but I can live with that. And, uh, and I've listened so far to about maybe eight chapters of it. Mm-hmm. Started uh, yeah, I listened to five the first time. Oh, you talk about different. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's not the only Bible I read. Yeah. But i just got something so when I'm in my office, I can click it on. And when I'm doing other things in whatever, I can have that. And I can kind of listen to it while I'm working. Yeah. Or if I just want to focus on it, I can. Because, like I said, I'm primarily going to read off my Logos Bible program here. Sure. My, this is my study, and then I read this as yeah. part of my devotional. But, uh, but you know, I mean, just fascinating. I mm-hmm. just, I mean, absolutely. And I even, I said, you know, he talked about you know when they were building the ark, you could hear a tree falling and people. And you know, and I, even though theoretically you know that, yeah, but I'm just like, you know, it was that was what happened. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know, and so you know, our. our we want people to be fascinated with God's word. We yeah, want them course, to understand. Of course, uh, there, there's there's intrigue in the scripture. It, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, and you, you
1: got to make sure that you have a, a, if you're going to listen to somebody or preachers or what have you that they don't put on, put you to sleep. Yeah. I was listening to something on YouTube the other day. Some well, actually, somebody had sent a uh, <laughs> video, yeah. and I was listening to it. And I think you know it. I think I passed it on to you. But we were, I was listening to it, and my wife from the other room, she says, oh my gosh, Steve. She says, that is the most boring, that, that guy has no, I mean, it was so boring. It, I, you could tell that he was yeah. taking a sheet of paper and just reading it, and he was slow reading it. Yeah. And you're over here going, man, I tell you what, I wouldn't want to be driving, uh, listening to that. You might put you to sleep while you're driving. Well, I'll say but this, yeah.
0: if, if you're, if you're going to church, if your pastor, if you've never seen him mm-hmm. just be passionate about God's word, yeah. you've never seen him choke up because what he's talking about yeah. moves him so much. Yeah, you're in the wrong church.
1: Absolutely. And
0: I'm not saying a person has to do that every time they preach. Don't misunderstand. No. no. But if you don't see the passion for the word in your pastor and your leaders, my suggestion is get out of that church and go find one that yeah, go does go
1: find some that that, that yes. does there are there are those out there that are passionate and you know and let's kind of i'm going to we need to bring this to a summary now the um yeah, you know, the the thing is, is that we talked about the abortion. It's the darkness that's upon this land. We, we understand that's coming because we are in the last days. And God has literally looked at what we are doing in this, or what this country is doing, shall we say, not all of us, but uh, as corporately as doing. And he's turning them over to a reprobate mind. That's why you're seeing a lot of these things you turn on and they're wanting to eat fetuses or they're what, whatever kind of crazy stuff that you're seeing on there. That's why it is so important for you. And it brought me back to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about, first it starts off and it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and high places. We're talking about UFOs. Anyway, um, and uh, we see all of that. But then it goes down and gives a summary of saying, you individual Christian, having done all to stand, Stand for, therefore. He wasn't talking to everybody. He's talking to you as a Christian. Yes. Stand for having your loins girded about with truth. The very first yeah, the thing first that he thing, says. The
0: loins girded about with truth, the truth of God's word. Yes.
1: That should be the rule
0: and the, the standard for everything we believe, mm-hmm. our actions, our behavior, everything.
1: And the, yes, and then he goes on from there. We get into. Um, I'm saying I'm trying to pull this up real quickly, but uh, I'm going to pull this up real quick because I think it's very important to understand that our response to all of this craziness, here we go. Stand therefore, he says, having girded your waist with truth, like we were just talking, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, that is to guard your heart. Yes. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And all the fiery darts of the wicked one. In these last days, there's going to be so much stuff coming at you as a Christian. Yeah, deception, deceptions, Deceptions and lies, everything. And taking the helmet of salvation, which protects your mind, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And he's talking to the individual Christian. What is my response to all of this? Well, you better be grounded in the word of God. Yes. And if you're not grounded and in the word of God. be to
0: give an answer to anyone who has a question about yes. you believe or your faith. And, and and that's one of the reasons we're teaching on this because a lot of people have never thought about, well, what does God say about abortion? They may think it's wrong, yeah. but they've never really just went into the word. And hopefully we provided some people some things. The, the, um, you know, so you what know. We, in a
1: in summary, we've provided scriptures that give us God's attitude
0: yeah.
1: of the unborn child. And when it's God's attitude, we better follow God's attitude, yeah, what if, his if, thoughts if, are about if, it.
0: If that's his thought, and yeah. it is, and that's his way, and it is, yep. then it better be your thought and your way.
1: God is bigger than E.F. Hutton. Remember yeah. that old saying, when E.F. Hutton sp- uh, speaks, everybody listens? Well, when God speaks, you better listen. Well, the bottom line is every
0: every man, every woman, every child... Every human on this earth that's ever lived Mm -hmm. is going to stand before a holy God to give an account for what they did in this life. Yes. You're going to be judged out of what God said in this book. Yes. And uh, why anyone, especially a Christian, would want to take a chance and not know what's in this book Mm -hmm. when your eternity is at stake, I have no idea. I have no clue, uh-huh. but it didn't change the fact that everyone's going to give an account.
1: We're all going to give an account. Yeah,
0: everyone, and there ain't going to be nobody standing there holding your hand. Yeah, you're not going to be holding anybody else's. I, this is going to be know. you and uh, God, and and God is altogether holy. He's altogether righteous, and uh, and He is going to judge in that righteousness. And uh, and so, what his judgment? It will be sure. It will be pure. It will be holy. Yes. And uh, and so, number one, you should give your life to Jesus. Yes. Submit to his lordship, mm-hmm. and 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 find out what he has in the word. Get yourself in a good church, and uh, and and get discipled. Yeah. And, and and realize that discipling is not a one-time event. It's an ongoing process, oh, it's process. in your There's life. And so nobody ever knows everything. Yeah. So you that's what it's an adventure. It's a journey. Yeah, And uh, and then so that you will have confidence on that day,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: that the mercy of God.
1: Yeah, that when you stand up before God, you say, hey, you know, I, I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't want to stand before God and him look down at me and say, well, you know, this abortion issue right over here, you were negotiating with sin.
0: No. Or or, or, or sit there and say, well, you know, why didn't y'all just call it what it is? Why didn't you just call it what I called it? Yeah. And and, and once again, we're not doing that because we're trying to attack women.
1: No, no, not you at know, all. We're
0: just basically telling you this is what God said.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, um, and just to kind of roll back to that story that you were telling about that young lady that had had the abortion, God forgives. Yes. God God is a forgiving God. I thank God for it. Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, or else we'd all be in trouble. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know,
0: and, that, and that particular woman we're talking about, we actually cast demons out of her. She was oh, wow. involved in witchcraft, got saved, got filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, that's when all that came out afterwards. We mm-hmm. see all that grief just came out. Yeah. And uh, and then we walked her through that, you know, not me personally, but I, you know, I would had help doing it, what sure, I'm saying. Sure. I mean, I was there that day and I told her, hey, God loves you and God's forgave you. Mm-hmm. You gave your life to Jesus. That's forgiven.
1: Yeah.
0: She lived for God all of her days. You eventually, I think 15 or 17 years after that, she was killed in a car accident. Wow. Lived for God all her life. She's in heaven right now. Mm-hmm. And you know who she
1: has a reunion with? Her baby. Child.
0: Yeah. Isn't that amazing? amen
1: all righty <laughs> right at the end here okay so um i well okay we've dealt with the the subject of abortion here we've been talking about it america's dark idol and that they're 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 holding on to their idols here and god there the god's judgment is being released on the land i'm so that's what i believe yeah. and um but as for individual Christians, as for us, number one, you need to be saved. Number two, you need to be in the word of God. You need to understand what God's word. And the third thing is you need to take a stand. We read from Ephesians 6, having done all to stand, stand therefore. You need to stand for what God is saying in your life. And we all do. So, all righty. Well, uh, we're at time now. God bless you all. We'll be back next week again with another podcast. And go with God this week. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. God bless you. Take care.